rapidly changing and increasingly unpredictable climate is making it extremely difficult for people in East Africa to make decisions, which is dramatically affecting their livelihoods and their lives. This challenge is compounded by a lack of trusted information sources and, in many cases, a lack of resources to implement decisions. For herders, their age-old migration patterns are disrupted by drying water sources, so they have to find water and pasture for their animals elsewhere. For farmers, hotter temperatures and less rainfall means changing which crops they grow, say from maize to more drought-resistant crops like cassava. And people that rely on the sea for their living are also contending with unpredictable weather. These are decisions that affect people on a daily basis. Who gets food when it is limited? And how far to walk to find water? And in the long term, these decisions are affecting people's way of life and in some cases, challenging their identities. Suddenly, it rained with a lot of hailstones that ruined everything. The broadcast helps us to prepare our livestock in terms of their pasture and water. We learned about farming recently because long time ago, the drought wasn't so severe. Floods and torrents affect our lives greatly, but we ask God to help us. But if flooding persists, we'll have no choice but to go there even if to die there. I'm Diane Njeru from BBC Media Action. And in this episode, we are going to explore how people make these life-and-death decisions and what making the right or wrong decisions can mean for their livelihoods and their lives. Kemal Anshobo Halaba, a farmer from Ethiopia, paints a picture of the challenges of supporting his family through farming in this rapidly changing climate. I'm Kamal Anshobo. I live in Halaba Zone, in Ethiopia. I'm a farmer. I produce berbere, chili, teff, finger millets, and beans, and we also grow sorghum. I have been farming for 20 years. The weather was good in 2017 and 2018. But in 2019, we experienced a long drought after we planted. We lost the chili because of the heat. After that and the other time, it rained with hailstones and the ice is not good for chili. There is a berbere or chili plant, this is called Cerneca, that dried the roots of the plant due to the heavy rain, excessive water, that damaged the plant. Then the rain disappeared, so it didn't bear fruit. After that, we experienced drought in 2019. My income decreased, and we lost a lot of money. Sometimes there is a heavy rain with hailstorm. Sometimes there is a drought. And in 2021, we had to delay the planting season. We did it in June instead of May. I had to go into my savings to buy fertilizers and pay workers. Suddenly, it rained with a lot of hailstones that ruined everything. 
We get money from selling chili. So, I lost everything. This year, the chili is doing well, but we are not getting enough rain. Since October, it didn't rain much. This year, because of the rain came late, we planted in June, and we should have done that in May. And because of that, I don't think we will get a good harvest because we planted late. During droughts, we don't sell grains. We store it for family use. Now, they send weather and market information from Hawassa University to our phones. They tell us when it's going to rain, whether we should harvest quickly before it rains. When we take our produce to the market, they also send us the selling price of the day, so that brokers won't take advantage of us. We deliver directly to the merchants. We are also changing the way we plant. We used to sow seeds in random seed beds. We work with agricultural experts and organizations like Farm Africa that teach us new techniques. We plant the seeds in rows. We are also using new ways of irrigation and storing water in case of dry spells. These days, we get drought, rain, and drought. We even have to spend money to buy animal feed. We lose our plowing and milking animals to the drought. We support our family through farming. If the crops fail, I'm not the only one that suffers. My family members also suffer. That's why I worry about the changing of weather patterns. Weather forecasts are critical and many people, particularly those in rural areas, rely on local radio stations and local Met officers to survive from one season to the next. Daso Sisae, a mother of four who is a farmer and herder from northern Kenya, has made decisions that are helping her cope with the changing environment. Whenever we listen to the program called Climate and Livestock Farming on CIFA Radio, we are able to know when to harvest water. As a result, we have a shallow dam that has some water. There is a program that airs on Friday morning from 8 to 8.30 where they talk about the weather and we follow keenly. At times we watch on television, but we also have some old men who are able to forecast the weather. When we combine all this, we are able to plan our activities well in advance. CIFA radio really helps us because even people who live in the remote areas have access to this information. The broadcast helps us to prepare our livestock in terms of their pasture and water. I rely on this information from the radio because oftentimes they are accurate. 
I would like all other listeners to tune in to this radio because the weather information they give is accurate and it helps us plan. Charles Natal is among the few educated people in his village in South Sudan. To supplement his income and feed his family, he embraced farming and relies on weather information to make better decisions. Regarding weather information, I used to get through radio and through television sometimes. Yeah, some of them you find them accurate, some of them you find them that uh, are not accurate. Because, uh, for instance, some people will say they will, will never be flat, and some will say there is a flood. It's a weather focus sometimes confusing us as a farmers that uh, if there is a, a, I mean, a flood, or there will be a, a, rain, a shortage of rain during the, the, the rain, rainy season. Yeah, of course, for me, as a, somebody who can at least uh, focus, I read and write, I find myself that uh, through radio I can get, and then through tradition also can, I can hear from my elders. Which one do you trust? Uh, yeah, I trust on the modern one, because uh, uh, sometimes there are changes, because you find that the wool is changing, and also uh, focus that are coming from the, the wool, I can, I can trust that. Penina Lororwa is from a family of herders. She decided to give farming a try and relies on weather information from her local radio station, which comes with advice on what and when to plant. This has helped her make decisions that have kept her earning an income. My name is Penina Lodore and I live in Loibarangare. I am married and I'm 54 years old. I have 10 children, 3 girls and 7 boys. We practice a little bit of farming and have some goats and cows. We have been left with a few livestock because of the drought. We decided to subdivide our land. Half of it is for livestock keeping and the other half is for farming so we can get food from the farm. If it rains, we are able to get good harvest so that when the drought comes, we rely on the food we have stored. The animals are also able to get food during the drought. We learned about farming recently because long time ago, the drought wasn't so severe and there was a lot of wealth so we didn't consider farming. <laughs> because there was a lot of wealth. But now resources have become scarce, so we have to get food from the farm. You know, if it rains, we harvest enough maize. So if you plant on one or two acres and there is rain, what you will harvest can only help you. You can even sell some and buy other things you need. Long time ago, it used to rain a lot. It would rain and rain and rain, and the grass that grew was a lot. Nowadays, it doesn't rain as much as it used to. I don't know if it's because the winds are not strong. I don't know what it is. Things are bad. Yes, they are bad. We get information from Syrian FM. They broadcast programs telling us plant your seeds, prepare and cultivate your land. It might rain on this day. So we decided to follow the instructions given to us by Syrian. They predict when the rains will come and they are usually accurate. So now we trust them. Our ancestors only knew how to keep cows and goats. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know anything about farming, 
when they see someone farming, they wonder what this person is doing. Why don't they get some livestock and become pastoralists? They didn't know things were changing. Back then, land hadn't been subdivided, so they were free everywhere. Now it's necessary. If someone has two or three cows or five to ten goats, they fence them with their homes so they don't go and destroy other people's farms. That's the best way now. I pray in my heart that my children live a good life. They work hard, they are elevated, and don't need to rely on anyone else. In Malakal, South Sudan, we spoke to people living in the UN-run camp established in 2013 when the civil war erupted to help those seeking protection from conflict. The camp houses over 30,000 people. Several international organizations support these camps by providing food and access to water. But they are not protected from the impacts of climate change. In fact, their living conditions make them all the more vulnerable. They are, however, resilient and rely on the radio for the weather forecasts so that they can make decisions about their livelihoods. My name is Hawayahia. I'm 39 years old. I'm married, but my husband passed away four years ago. I have been working as a farmer for about three years now. Obviously, floods and torrents affect our lives greatly, but we ask God to help us. A radio station would say that there's rain coming for seven or eight days. We hear it through the station. The radio station people benefit us when it comes to the torrents and floods. For example, we'd hear news from the radio, and we know that this information is essentially correct because the radio people get the information mostly from scientists. For me, I make my decision according to the information I hear. My name is Joseph Nyebek Oding. There are so many changes that have taken place as you are seeing regarding the rainy season. Sometimes it's cold and moist and sometimes temperatures can be high and that can bring rains. A lot of rains affect the agricultural crop. It can affect the agricultural production. As a farmer, I know if the agricultural production is going to be a lot this year or if the production is going to be successful, depending on the quantity of water. We get information from the radio stations such as Radio Nile, Miraya FM, and the BBC. The information that we get from these radio stations on weather inform us about the coming of floods and the start of the rains. This information helps us take precautionary measures ahead of the floods and the rains. As a farmer, for example, I build channels so that water can flow and so that it does not destroy my farm. I become careful until the floods go away. Of course, floods are dangerous, and not dangerous only to my life. They are also dangerous to my farming. It destroys my farm. It has happened to me before in 2017. Of course, this affects my economy, especially the self-sufficiency plan. It affects me. It also affects my community. I dealt with it as a farmer. I did not surrender to the impact of the floods in 2017. I decided to re-strategize. I decided to farm again. My name is Boltiak Piel. I have 10 children. The situation is bad. I have nothing to send them to school. We are poor. I keep cattles. These cattles are the only paper I have. 
The cow is the life to us who are here now. It is equivalent to education to us, the elderly. I use cattle to support the kids because kids are our resources. We used to get pasture and water in areas nearby streams like Panapet, but now they are flooded as a result of climate change. Nothing has changed. The problem here is diseases that kill our cattle and continue cattle lasting that forces us to migrate to areas with cattle diseases. Flooding among all the challenges we are facing has been the worst of them all. We got displaced and it is affected us greatly because we depend on the little crop we grow and the cattle as well. But nothing grows in flooded areas. We got displaced when our farms got submerged in water. We had to move to Bor to Malau, but the flood water was still the same. We moved to the cattle to Palwer, where we got a little bit of ease from the water because of the road that blocked the water from reaching our end. There is a number of challenges, one of which is insecurity. The second is that we don't have shelter and no manpower to build proper shelters for us and our cattle. We'll move to Palwer deep in the bush because of insecurity and fighting, but if flooding persists, we'll have no choice but to go there even if to die there. My name is Malda Akech Gong. I have seven children. I have been in the cattle camp for 10 years. The cow is what I depend on mostly. It is my life. I sell the milk and that is what I use to support my family. The only issue is that the government is not supporting us with the medicine for the cattle. It is only after we have sold the milk that we buy the medicine for the cattle. We also have boreholes and the Nile water. The government did not provide us any support in terms of preventing the floods. I instead sold a cow and bought some stone and stamped them around the compound to prevent water entering the home. That helped stop the flooding. I need our government to help by providing vaccination for our cattle so that they can produce more. I need the government to provide us with plastic sheets and brackets and also help us with medicine to treat diseases. To help people adapt to climate change effectively, they need information they can trust, provided in a timely and reliable way that enables them to make these difficult decisions. Policymakers and leaders need to understand and support people to take decisions that ultimately might save their lives. In our next episode, we will explore what longer-term climate predictions mean for people's lives in East Africa. This podcast was produced by BBC Media Action in collaboration with IGAD's Climate Prediction and Application Centre with financial support from the European Union.